In dollars, the average is about 15,000 a year, and that gives access um, up to now about 20 people. We've kind of evolved the pricing quite a few times over the, over the past year. But we're now Sorry, about- How many customers do you have today? So we have just about 100 customers. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Paul Fifield. He's an entrepreneur with 18 years experience in founding and scaling global companies. Over the past seven years, he's grown two international tech businesses from zero to 70 million in combined sales as CRO and 500 million bucks in total value. He's also raised over 100 million bucks of investment across all stages. Paul, you ready to take us to the top? I am indeed. All right. What were those two companies? What was your last CRO role? Uh, last CRO role was a, a company called UniDays in the student space. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. was before that? Previous to that was a company called Seros. Um, I don't know if you've uh, talked to anyone there, but yeah, they, they just did a big secondary of a hundred million about about five minutes, five, about five months ago. Okay. Now, did you have equity in those businesses, or you joined too late? No, I yeah had equity. Yeah, that's good. So, what the hell are you doing on a call with me? Then you should be rich on a private jet. <laughs> because I'm building something else that's way more important than those two companies. What are you building? <laughs> So um, in my journey as CRO, um, you know, starting at Seros where I was kind of like EVP of sales, I, I moved to New York, we raised, this is back in like 2011, we raised, you know, a Series A from Greycroft, um, and I was kind of thrust into this role as like EVP of sales, and everybody around me was going, well, now you just got to build a kind of scalable, repeatable revenue model, just get on with it. <laughs> it's just like... Wow, this is pretty scary. I've moved my whole family to New York. I've just raised capital. You know, I've always had commercial like roles, uh, but it was really, it was like massive single swim time. Um, and you know, I, I, and I literally through my sort of fifteen year career in in sort of sales and revenue leadership, I've never felt entirely comfortable in in, in the role because I've known that I've got these kind of like huge gaps in, in my learning. What I'm trying to do now is basically build um, a complete kind of like education platform for basically, you know, every major persona in a a sort of B2B SaaS company, right from CRO, right down to like the SDR and try and kind of fix this this knowledge problem with just very high quality live education. So when, when did you launch this, Paul? October last year. Okay, so 2020. And, um, 
what, it looks like pricing wise, there's a bunch of different options. What, what are customers paying on average per month to get access to your course? In dollars, the average is about 15,000 a year. And that gives access um, up to now about 20 people. We've kind of evolved the pricing quite a few times over the, over the past year. But we're now right, about... How many customers do you have today? So we have just about 100 customers. 100 customers. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And are, these usually, are these usually brands, are brands typically paying for this for their heads of sales? Yes, the companies typically typically pay that, that. Like the head of sales is typically a sort of like decision maker, straight buyer, and um, and they're buying it for their teams basically to have like a scalable um, kind of education site like solution. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we're doing about one point five million in in ARR already yep. in about twelve months of selling. And where did you finish twenty twenty at? What was run rate last last month? Uh, we finished twenty twenty on one point five. Sorry, actually, instead of run rate, what was total sales in 2020? You were only selling for a couple months, but what was total sales? So we, we ended the we ended the year on, on 1.5 million in ARR, basically. Yeah, that's run rate. What was total sales? Yeah. You only were selling for October, November, December. Yeah. Oh, you mean you mean in 19, 2019? You said you just launched last year, 2020, in October. Correct? Oh no, sorry. We we sorry. Sorry, no, we launched in October 2019. Guys, not last year anymore. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So yeah. what did you do in 2019 in total sales? Oh, 2019 was 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 small. We had about 15 customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in, in in ARR, probably about a hundred, maybe like a hundred thousand back then. Yep. Okay. So the majority and how of the did sales you, happened last year. Yeah, yeah. And take me through how you got those first one or two customers. Where'd you find them? Probably like network. I've been doing a lot of in the when I left uni days, I did a lot of like voluntary teaching, and so I was that's where I sort of discovered this kind of like problem existed, kind of almost everywhere in in, in sales. Um, so I built a pretty good network, and we just hustled the first few customers, and we literally started with maybe like with just two of us. And we had like three or four decks, and we had a couple of courses. But we, we immediately, when we, when we launched the business, we wanted to do it on subscription because one of the main problems in sort of sales education, if you like, is a lot of the solutions, whether you're looking for an expensive consultancy firm or an expensive consultant, they come in and it's one hit. Whereas what we're creating, I guess the category that we're trying to create um, is, you know, recording sales education as a service. So you literally subscribe to this and we repeat our courses Five six times a year. So the challenging. The challenging scary. part. The challenging part is though, if it works, people don't need you anymore because it works, right? So th- this is you're always going to catch twenty two, and this is why every mem- every person that runs a membership course that I ever talk to, they always have a churn issue, and they never have a good answer for it. So if y- you should have a churn issue if your product is working, correct? No, because and then this is the, this is why number one, like we we're, we're we're like twenty percent done in terms of the catalog, right? So we've got a huge amount of like courses and, and education to create and so just that that continued volume is a little bit like netflix right um you know you, well, paul you, what is the number though i mean we can just look at this from the number what is churn yeah we have 100 percent net, net dollar retention basically but, but on a gross basis gross revenue churn it's a bit tricky because we've just we you know some of the early clients we, we brought in were just kind of wrong because we didn't, we didn't really have a like a, a, a nailed on ICP. But looking looking, so last year we had like ten customers in in the last quarter, and seven of them have stayed. So it's like like thirty percent churn, but it's not really reflective of going forwards. I think our ICP got very tight in in like this time last year, and 
I'd say I'm, I'm not expecting high, high churn. And here's the thing. I mean, Paul, like, that's really high though. If in last quarter you had 10 customers sign up and today only seven are still active, I mean, that's 30% churn in three months. Yeah, it's on pace to be like 120. You're going to turn your whole customer base in 12 months. Yeah, but it's not reflective of going forwards. I think any any company that starts out, right? Any SaaS company, any any company, you're just trying to learn who like who gets the most value from your product. So we had a bunch of like non-ICPs, but of the ICPs, we had a hundred percent like. Um, so who is your? You must have this very clearly defined. Then what is your target yeah. today? B two B like tech companies like leaning heavily to SaaS, Series A to Series D. Why can't bootstrap companies use you? To be honest with you, like you're going to start to get quite a lot of churn back then, and some of the some of the churn was like super early early stage companies. Um, the most value you get, and this is to talking to your kind of like churn churn question, the most the, the reason why we we're not going to experience churn is that you know and I experienced this when I was growing uni days. I went from you know a handful of people to a hundred people over the course of like three years. So you're constantly constantly adding headcount, whether that's SDRs your CSM team, your AEs, like management layers, all of that stuff, plus, plus your B2B marketing function. And as you're piling those people in, they all have varied skills, good habits, bad habits. And what, what we're able to do with our platform is that you know, every, eventually every single member of your team will go through these courses as they join the company, and that will level the skill base um, across the team. So someone one. joins someone joins a company that's paying for your your thing. One of the first things in the onboarding yeah. deck is you have to go through these 10 courses and 10 hours on Paul's Academy. Yeah, uh, but we're 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 like a pretty integral part of a lot of companies onboarding now. Well, yeah. so yes, yeah, so if you if finishing my question, it's a it's it's top down, right? Like I imagine, right? It's sort of like a a, a CRO saying you must use Salesforce. Why? Because that's how they track metrics, even though salespeople hate it. So mm-hmm. what I'm curious is, how do you actually measure consumption of your course from the people actually taking it? Yeah. Well, there's a number of ways. I mean, obviously, we're, we're through the learning management platform that we have. We can see like we can see usage. Who do you use? What's your LMS? Um, so we're we're actually moving to Docebo. But who do you use now? Um, we're using now. Um, oh God, I actually literally can't remember. I just had two weeks off and my brain's gone to mush. Okay, no problem. Um, yeah, can't remember now. But anyway, so we've got, we got usage met- metrics in there. We're also tracking at the end of every course. We have like a, we have a, a survey. I think you're using LearnUpon, by the way, but I'm not sure. Thank you very much. How did you know that? With your research. <laughs> we are using LearnUpon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And look, you know, we do, we do a ton of like customer surveys. You know, our MPS score is like 49. Harvard Business School is like 41. I had a customer, Matt Harris from Brand Ambassador, say like his actual problem is that people are doing too much rather than too little. Yeah. So and, I just and can't actually, figure out why you're doing this. So like your best time to spend, if, if you really believe what you're teaching, is to go mm-hmm. do this and have equity inside of a company and go earlier and earlier, join earlier and earlier in a new tech company so you can get a larger chunk of equity. Like, why are you not mm-hmm. doing that? It's a bit messy to go down that end and start taking equity. What we want is a really like just very um, frictionless model. Um, and we actually just signed, um, we're announcing this on the 19th of January, we just signed a global partnership with the Revenue Collective. So every single Revenue Collective member, of which there's 4,000, gets a single user access to SIA. The combined revenue of the Revenue Collective membership companies is about a trillion dollars. 
So we've got a very, you know, we've got a, 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 a two-year um, partnership with them, which we've struck. That's going to be absolutely huge. And that that is kind of getting us like firmly into ICP. Those those uh, you know, revenue leaders get access to our you know world class education, and then and then we sort of upsell the the um, the academy to, to 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 them. That's a nice, simple. There's no kind of equity discussion. It's literally per seat model after twenty seats per region, uh, and and that that's that's the core business. Got it. How many people are on your team today? Uh, Thirty. And have you bootstrapped this or raised capital? We raised three hundred thousand pounds, about four hundred thousand dollars, in a convertible loan note, and we've been cash flow positive for the last three months. How cash flow positive? Like how much to the bottom line each month? A bit, maybe like ten thousand bucks. Okay, okay, so barely profitable, which is it's better than not being profitable. Yeah. Um, where are you uh, of the thirty people on your team? How many are engineers? Zero. Okay. How many sales reps with quota? Uh, we now have three AEs and four SDRs. They all have quota, or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice, interesting. And what do you set the quota at for the the AEs? Um, the quota is in sterling. It's like sixty eight thousand of ARR a month. Got it. So, so that's about yeah, it's like about nine hundred bucks a month. Eight hundred. It's about a million dollars yeah. of new ARR per year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, you're not at seven million in ARR. We have seven or you have three reps. I mean, how do you, yeah. How do you get them to ramp faster? Like what's the choke point right now? Um, well, we kind of, we've got, we've got, well, to be honest with you, we, 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 um, secure, we had two AEs start in November and they both closed like about 20 in dollars, about 30, $40,000 of revenue, like in December. So they ramp pretty fast. The, the beauty of having like a sort of content model that we have is that we don't have very complicated like integration, all that kind of stuff. And the product is relatively sort of easy to understand. Um, and um, so, yeah, so, and, and actually the, the, the problem is really, really acute and we're getting a huge pull from the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think so, we'll be at by the end of 2021 in terms of runway? I think we'll be at 7 million. All right. We'll have to come back on at that point. In the meantime, though, let's wrap up with the famous five, Paul. Number one, favorite business book. Ah, uh, favorite business book. Wow. Um, I do love Mark Roberge's um, Sales Acceleration Formula. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Without sounding too corny, I mean, obviously, you know, Elon Musk is pretty huge. I love I love the book. Number, th- number three, what, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Probably Zoom. What is it? Zoom. Oh, Zoom. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, divorced child. Single. One, one kiddo? Yeah. Okay. And how old are you? 45. 45. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? (laughs) Not to get, from a business perspective, not to get into a business model that is not recurring. Guys, there you have it. Sales Impact Academy. He helped a bunch of other companies grow from, you know, call it 10, 20 in AR up to much larger amounts, combined value of $500 million in terms of valuation. Now teaching other sales leaders how to do this. He's got about a $1.5 million run rate today up from just 100,000, 12 months before that. 100 customers paying on average about $1,100 per month, again, for this training. They're not churning because he's adding new content every month. We'll see if he can keep it 
going and grow to 7 million by the end of 2021. Paul, thanks for taking us to the top. Good summary. Thanks.